He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Um, and today is no different. I have uh, a Facebook friend who I was on his podcast maybe 10 years ago, and now I wanted to get him on mine. And uh, this is his second time. It's the first time having someone actively who's running for Congress uh, on the podcast. So he is running uh, in Nevada. His name is Jeff Miller. He's an upstanding individual. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I, I gave him marketing ideas during our talk and uh, also that I'd be willing to show up for anything that uh, requires a crazy person to give a weird speech. I am, I'm totally up for that. Um, if you're new to the podcast, here's some ways you can follow. You can go to Awkward with Evan on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, um, awkwardwithevan.com has all the old episodes. Scroll, scroll on down. You can see them. Also, a good way to help the show is to go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review and subscribe and share. You can also go to Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And the best way to help the show, since uh, it's, it's a political episode, hey, man, we got to fundraise too. I got expenses, and you can help with these expenses and podcast costs by going to uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. The more support I get, the more time I can put in to pumping out my Facebook friends to you as we near the elusive episode 75. And I have someone in mind for that episode who is currently not my Facebook friend, but maybe this person will be. Um, regardless, um, it's, a, it's a political heavy kind of talk with some comedy thrown in. Uh, this is your next congressman in District 4 of Nevada, Jeff Miller. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. It's been a while. And uh, what better time uh, to get a new podcast rolling when you're staying in your first Airbnb in someone's basement in Arizona before a party that I have to perform at. Um, and who, what better guest to commemorate this than someone I think you're from the, the Southwest, Jeff Miller. Hello, Jeff Miller, my Facebook friend. Hey, Evan, how are you, my friend? It's good, good man. Again. I, I still have my interview with you on my phone. I've saved it. iTunes has saved it, so well, never good. forget. Yeah, those were the days, man, back <laughs> when we were uh, kicking it at midnight here on the West Coast. You know, we had the whole late night podcast going. Right. A where, long time ago. Where were you? Were you in the same – you were in Vegas at that time or where were you when we did that one? And that one, I believe we were – we were. I was in Reno. Okay. When I did those. And, and where are you now? I'm in Vegas. Ah, okay. Oh, so are you all in Golden Knights fever? Yes, I am. It's oh. funny because I wasn't even a hockey fan until they came to town. Yeah. You know, and I admit I'm a Johnny come lately because I, I was watching these uh, these guys play hockey, and I would go out and about, and I'd go in the bars, and I would see the hockey game going on, and I would try to follow it. And I remember back in the day, they used to have the puck, and you'd see like the highlighter following the puck around, you know. Yeah. And I would, I would watch them, and, and I'm like, what am I seeing? 
And thankfully, some of my buddies, they were from the East Coast, some of them were from Minnesota. They took the time to explain <laughs> to me what, what a power play was, mm. you know, what an empty net is. So now I'm digging it, man. And because um, before I was just a baseball guy, right. National League West guy. Right. But yeah, I'm digging the Knights, man. It's phenomenal what they've been doing. And I uh, made a lot of money on them too this year, man. <laughs> oh, oh, good. I'm glad you've been wagering. And you, you, what? Do you, and also, like now, the rest of the country will have that same access. Are you happy to see that uh, gambling is becoming a thing of the, of America legally? Yeah, I am. I am really, really, I am because you know it's not uh, it's not fair to just you know have this stuff locked down into certain states or certain uh, you know areas. You know, I I'm a deregulation kind of guy. Right. Um, and, you know, as you know, I'm running for office. So that's one of my big things is just getting deregul, just deregulating the market. I believe in the free marketplace. Yeah. And that's for sports betting. That's for anybody. Because I think, you know, opportunity is everywhere. You have to go out, seek it, search it, embrace it. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I also wanted you on. I wanted to talk to you about how many times, is this your second, second time running for office? Yeah, this is, me. This is my second time. Uh, what are you I think doing? We're gonna win. You're, you're, what are you doing this time around? What are you running for? I'm running for Congress, District Four. Nice federal office. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're gonna when we win this, we got to get through the primary. Primary is June 12th. Then we go into the uh, general election, which is in November. Okay. Uh, once we win, well, then we'll go to Washington D.C. Um, you know, but, but I think we're gonna win. I really do, or I wouldn't be right. doing all this. I've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. Sure. But by chance, I lose. This will be my last run because oh, I've oh. seen things um, that are just, you know, you think you have an idea until you're in it, and you're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So, you know, I'm not even going to think about that. But we are going to win, and I just, you know, it's something else, man. It's uh, At this point, I'm tired. Uh, but I'm doing it for the people and, you know, you have your ups and downs. It's like show business. Yeah. Um, I think, who was it? Will Rogers that said, uh, <laughs> politics is show business for ugly people. Okay. That works. That's very true. <laughs> I'm going to use that's, that's a tweet. That's a pin tweet right there. Uh, what, what was it like then? Were you also running for Congress the first time around? Yeah. The first time I was, uh, in district one, which is basically just the Las Vegas strip. Okay. That's pretty much what that is. Yeah. Um, you know, we gave up. We gave a good showing. Um, I got in late. Yeah, I got in with uh, three months to prepare. Okay, and we came into a six-man race and got fourteen percent of the vote, mm-hmm. with no one breaking twenty-five percent. Wow! And that was just going out running an effective grassroots campaign. And thankfully, you know, I'm a marketer. I mean, we we did this with the radio show. You know, wow. when I was doing the podcast, we went from zero to 90,000 listeners in nine months. Wow. And I used to tell people, you know, this is this, that was my baby. Um, so marketing, campaigning is nothing but marketing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Man, so uh, where's District 4 in Nevada? Is that like Henderson? It's north, oh. uh, well, Henderson is going to be District 3. Okay. It's going to be uh, North Las Vegas. Okay. Um, Lake Mead uh, Boulevard. Okay. Not the one in Henderson, but the one on the north side, just past the stratosphere. Okay. And it goes all the way up to uh, Ely. Uh, we have Area 51 in there. We got the test site. We wow. got uh, all the way up to Mesquite, all the way up to uh, Yerington is the cutoff. So about, you know, 50 miles uh, south of Reno there. So that's a large area. Wow. Uh, that's I'm excited. You, uh, I feel like you can use the Area 51 gimmick somehow. 
Uh, you know, that's funny because I used to tell people and, my, and a lot of the guys that were with me, they're like, you can't say that. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, you got to pick your audience. But yeah, I would go to these. <laughs> see, I go to places. These other guys won't go. Yeah. I'll talk to people. These other guys won't talk to. Right. But these people vote. And I tell them, you know, listen, if there's aliens and if I found out there is aliens, I will tell you. And I would. Like, yeah. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if if I can tell them, I will tell them, you know. We, uh, you should create like a placard that has like aliens for, for Miller in 2018. You know what? That's pretty smart. I might just do that. You should do that. You should have like the little green people and just have them <laughs> do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know Dennis Hoff, he's got them up there in, uh, Armagosa Valley. In fact, he's running for state, uh, assemblyman here too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is exciting. I'm, I wanted to ask you about this because recently, I mean, I know you're running as a Republican recently. I, I joined the libertarian party okay. in California. Uh, I went to a meeting in the San Fernando Valley of Libertarians. It was basically just you know a handful of people sitting around a, a room in Cal State Northridge. I guess past yeah. meetings involved them sitting around a noisy El Torito. Uh, but now uh, I don't know what it. We're you know we're we're the we're the offshoots. We're kind of like the Breakfast Club, I guess, of of politics in in California. But has has it there there been like advantages or disadvantages of running as one of the two major parties? Um, well, yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned, um, mentioned that because I am cool with a lot of libertarians. I yeah. have a lot of friends who are libertarians. I have a lot of libertarian tendencies, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here in America, running for, mainly for president, yeah. we, we have a two-party system, okay, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the Electoral College, the way it's designed is, you know, the Electoral College, they give out the delegates – well, who gives out the de- delegates for Electoral College? It's the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. Right. So theoretically speaking, a third-party candidate can run for president, and they could get 100% of the vote, Right. but they still can't win. Right. Why? Because the Libertarian Party does not have access to those delegates. Right. So what I used to tell them, and you know, they kind of get some of them, some of them <laughs> get a little bit antsy with me about this, Yeah. but I think the best approach for the Libertarian Party— uh-huh. Is to focus on local races, right. focus on state races. Once you start building your infrastructure and you build your network, then you can focus on the federal and the national because at that point, you're going to be sitting on a lot of income that has been given to you and you start uh, bringing this all together. Yeah. But now, one thing I've noticed, I don't know about you, you probably see it more than I do, but okay. from my point of view, the libertarians – some of those guys can't even get along because, right. you know, there's some libertarians who uh, don't believe in um, a border. They want open borders. Right. Where some libertarians say, well, no, there is a line there. So I think that they need to get, you know, someone on the same page. And I'm not trying to beat them up because I yeah. mean, the Republicans, I mean, hell, you don't even know what a Republican is anymore. <laughs> no, that's why you know? I became a libertarian. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what it's, I mean, I think a lot of the like libertarian ideas, I mean, I saw like there was once a feature by Samantha B of like the libertarian mm-hmm. convention and just like all the arguing that goes on and how weird some of the people were. And, uh-huh. uh, I got some of that from, from being at the meeting, but you know, I mean, there's, there's no perfect system, but I mean, you definitely want to like associate with a group that's closest to what you represent. So, sure. Um, and I think it's a wonderful thing. I really wish, I really wish someday 
we can have more than a two-party system because I yeah. think more people, you know, like I always tell people, um, and this has really won me a lot of votes from the Democrats. Sure. Um, because not everything is a black and white issue. It's not about left and right. There's a lot of gray areas. Mm-hmm. And so when we start dividing our communities based on two parties or whatever it may be, a lot of people get left behind. They get disenfranchised. So I think there is a demand for third parties. Yep. And I would like to see uh, someday, perhaps, yep. I want it done the right way, Right. to have Congress maybe even be similar to the parliament, where you have three or four or five different uh, parties sure. uh, representing their people. Sure. Yeah, uh, it's definitely something where um, you definitely want to start on the local level. Because, I mean, I, I, I express interest in running. I guess there's like three ways to run. I guess you can run as a paper candidate. You can run as someone with like social media presence and signs, and then you can go like full steam ahead. I guess, I don't know if that's just a a general way of running for office or if that's just their thing, but like what goes into like someone wanting to run for office? Do you have to like get signatures and pay a filing fee or something like that? Or Well, it's going to be, it's going to be different, um, in, in every state. Okay. Um, I, I can tell you about my experiences. Sure. Um, when I when I grew up in Arkansas, I was going to run for state uh, assembly back there, wow. and uh, they told me flat out it wasn't my turn yet. I haven't done enough favors for certain people, oh, wow. so it was my turn to get back in line. Yeah. So one thing I did when I came to Nevada, you know, it's I learned real real quick through my life. It's easier to say I'm sorry than to ask for permission. <laughs> so. I don't ask the parties. Except for Roseanne. It's harder if it's Roseanne asking for, uh, sorry, but that's that's, true. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she, uh, (laughs) Roseanne, man. Don't mean to throw you off. with Tom Arnold. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, it's all good. Um, but no, so what I did, you know, I, I went down there, uh, you pay, you pay your filing fee basically, uh, for the federal office here. It's $300. Oh, wow. Uh, the state is 100. And I think county is 100 or something like that. I think Senate is 500, okay. whatever it is. Because yeah. they, they want that as a token to, so not a, you know, to try to weed out people that are just kind of messing around. Yeah, yeah. So you, that's to get on the ballot. Now, if you're running as an independent or nonpartisan, you have to gather signatures. And I think it's only like 150 signatures. Okay. It's not very many. Okay. Um, All registered you know, voters. Yeah, registered voters in the district that you're running in. Right. Um, Now, if you're running as a major party candidate, whether it be a Republican or Democrat, you're just going to be on the ballot and you're going to be in the primary. Okay. So at that point now you have to run a campaign and you have a couple of ways of doing that. You can either have a lot of money to begin with. Right. Or you can run a, a grassroots campaign, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have money, what's the next best thing? People. Yep. You go find people, and you find ideas and philosophies that resonates with the people, and you find people who resonate with you, mm-hmm. and you do it. You win the people over first. If you win the people over, the party will come later. Yeah. Because it's harder for them to topple you or take you out without the support. If you don't have the support of the people, they can do whatever they want to with you. Right. Um, so I would say always run, um, on behalf of the people, do things for the people and do it and mean it when you do it, you know, stay true to what you're saying. Um, always be honest. Um, for me, like I can honestly sit here and say, 
and I can, and I'm proud of this fact. Yeah. When I tell the people, I've never lied to you. Everything yeah. I've said, you can go back. I've been consistent. And why is that? Because I stayed on issue. I, mm-hmm. I stayed on track. I talked about the issues. I didn't give my opinion on the issues. I presented facts, and I try to keep all the, the personal insults out of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say if you're going to run, um, you know, you mentioned social media. Social media is huge. A lot of the old timers reject it. They think it's people playing on the Internet. <laughs> my view as a marketer yep. is that's eyeballs. Yep. That's, that's an impression. That's just as good as a billboard because somebody's seen that. And if you can target your audience and demographics, yep. you can do a lot. So you've done like Facebook ads and or Twitter ads and stuff like that, or yeah, so, or, um, yeah, a lot of social media, a lot of Facebook, yeah, um, a lot of Twitter. I did a lot of my stuff organically, sure. Um, so it didn't really cost me a whole lot in the beginning, yeah. Uh, but you want to give yourself enough time. So if you're considering it, yeah, um, give yourself a year or two. Um, that way you can build up your keywords. And oh. someone like you that already has a base, it's going to be it's going to be harder for I mean, I don't I don't know who's going to be listening to it, but, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to give away too much, but I don't want to say. But a lot of people within the party and a lot of these politicians, yeah. once you're in your first debate, yeah, you're going to look at these guys. and You're going to be like, is this the best <laughs> from the pool? Is this really who I'm running against? Because you're going to see and realize America is not sending their best right. to Washington. You're, you're sending, sending their people, most advantaged, I think. Yeah, you're, and you're sending people who has enough gumption or is just crazy enough to say, I've had enough, I'm running. Yep. We we need better people. We need a better selection. Yep. And it's on both sides, Republican, Democrat, and Libertarians, whatever party it is. I always advise more people to get involved because if you don't, somebody else is going to. And somebody may not have your your heart and mind. They may mm-hmm. they may totally screw you over. Um, but yeah, I didn't mean to go on a tangent to answer no, one I question. No, I feel like but. this could be like the most fascinating uh, reality show that has never been made yet. I mean, usually like people are competing for like recording contracts. But what if you were competing for like uh, you know like the candidacy of an office? Uh, not the president pot yet, but <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. what if it was like. Yeah, just well, that's kind of what it is. You know, I mean, that's really what it is. But to have like a this, vehicle, like we where you take like thirteen people competing, but you like the sh- the network <laughs> is like manipulating it, and there's like debate competitions or just like stupid special talent nights. That's kind of ridiculous, but still, like I, well, like I think that, we're going to head in that direction. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of time because I mean, you, if you start looking at who is wanting to get involved in politics nowadays, sure. I mean, you took out Kanye West, yeah, and Wack was uh, like talking me. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, me. Um, <laughs> Trump, anybody, because it's just people, even Sonny Bono, you know, a lot yeah. of people forget about him. It's just who, who can get the attention. It's all about getting the attention, and uh, that gets you the votes. I mean – Well, yeah, it's. I hate to say it, man, yeah. but I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's like freaking high school. Yeah, oh, totally. Behind the Life scenes, man. high school, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, these politicians that I'm dealing with, there's a lot of prima donnas. Yep. And there's a lot of people that's like – Really, you know, and there's some people that really have a genuine heart for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I would say everybody should get involved at least once so you can see what the hell is going on within your own country. 
Yeah, I'm in. I'm intrigued. I'm. I'm worried a little if if I win, like if because I think that would, that might be my full time job, and I don't know if I have the. I, I mean, I, I could. I could. I could learn. I'm just not sure if I could really give up everything else I was doing. Uh, but I don't. It depends on the position, I guess, of of what you're running for. I assume Congress yeah. is is a full is a full deal. Um, yeah, Congress is a full time, and every state is going to be different. Like here yeah. in Nevada. We have a part-time legislature, so they only work like three or four months out of the year. Okay. All right. That's not. And right. I'm not sure what California. Are you I, in California? I, I'm in California. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. So I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Okay. Before we get back to my talk with Jeff Miller, I want you to know he approves this message I'm about to give. Uh, I get support through this website, uh, Patreon.com/slash/FunnyEvan. Um, what that website is all about is it lets uh, supporters like me, actually creators like me, uh, get hooked up with supporters like you. So if you like what I'm doing, you can throw like a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is, uh, every month uh, to the podcast, and that helps me out. And um, you can see I've set up reward tiers if you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan. Um, I send you uh, Evan Wexel cell phone wallets. Uh, I can consult with you. I can make you a guest on the show. I even offer title sponsorship, the toppest of tiers, uh, to help support the podcast. And you would be a part of my awkward army. I believe a, a $1 or maybe a $5 monthly donation, you get a awkward with army certificate. And uh, it's just endless oodles of fun. So definitely check that out and check out my origin story for the podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's go back to Jeff Miller. But I do have a philosophy on that. Okay. The less they work, the better off we are. True. We've, we, we've been better off ever since the governments have shut down. So Yeah, and, and tell you the truth on that, man. People want to sit here and throw that over like, we're, like it's going to scare us. But when the government shuts down, the average Joe doesn't even feel it. They don't even know it. Right. And that's a government too big. Sure. Sure. It's good. It's a good, good tenant. Um, interesting. Where, so, so where you're running district for people in that district. I, I have a friend in Henderson. He can't vote for you though. He has to be like no. North Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Henderson is district three. Okay, um, gotcha. I know all those candidates run over there and that's a crazy, crazy cycle, man. Uh, you got Tarkanian, you got Mortensen. There's so much drama in that one. Whoa. It's unbelievable. Wait, Tarkanian as in like Jerry Tarkanian? His son, Danny. Whoa. This is great. Man, I should move to I'd move to Vegas. I think I could pull it off. I mean, the world's the world is basically like kind of like evolving into Vegas as it is. Like everyone's already getting gambling now. Everyone wants entertainment everywhere. Um, we just got to get the dryness. We just got to get the global warming. We're on our way. We're on our way to being like Vegas. Yeah. Uh, lack of a middle class. We're getting there. We're getting there. Vegas. No, you got the nice shows or the, you know, homeless people. It's, it's fine. Um, cool. But this is very fascinating. I I'm intrigued. Uh, so, so you are, you're, you're pushing, pounding the pavement with people knocking on doors Social media spreading. I'm hoping you win the thing. Um, if you ever have any rallies and need like some bizarre speech to be made, you let me know, and I will I will make the trip. And I will and I will. It'll be like I don't know if you did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction this year at all? No, I uh, haven't. No, I haven't. Well, I mean, I'm a big Bon Jovi fan, and Bon Jovi finally okay. got in, and uh, Howard Stern did the speech. And while I won't be as blue as him, I would probably give as like weird as like offbeat a speech as as he gave to introduce 
them. But you know, it's yeah. Right. I, I wouldn't mind. I well, mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When it happens, you got a spot. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. It's like um, like when Trump won, it's like Dana White of the UFC got a call like, yeah, we want you to come down to the to celebrate with Trump, and he's like, nah, I don't want to get in your way. But like when you guys win, you have your party. Like you invite me, I'll I'll, I'll drive from Vegas. I'll drive to Vegas. All right, we'll, well, we'll celebrate North Vegas. I think North Vegas is where the the Graceland Wedding Chapel is. That's where Bon Jovi eloped. I yeah, that's where it, it is. is. <laughs> so good. So I hope the Graceland Wedding Chapel uh, supports you in your congressional run. They do. I actually know the owner. Oh, good. Good. Free free copies of wedding certificates of John Bon Jovi and Dorothea uh, to all who vote for Jeff Miller for Congress. Nice. Uh, cool. I mean, uh, since we're Facebook friends, how, obviously you're using Facebook for your campaign. Um, any, any questions for me? Those are our first conversation in probably like 10 years or five years or something. Yeah. It's been a long but, time. Yeah, so yeah. What have you been up to, man? You still doing the college circuits? Well, you just said life is high school. I'm actually about to, I'm doing a high school grad party tonight. This is like the height of my grad party season where, uh, parents kind of fundraise for a party the entire year and, uh, uh they bring in entertainment and, you know, they keep the kids up from like, you know, from like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., they try to keep them like locked in somewhere so that they don't like drink and drive. And uh, I'm usually the entertainment that goes on at like 2 a.m. Tonight is the anomaly. I'm going on at 10:30 in the evening, which is like heaven on earth. So I have a show on Thursday in Northern California where I'm going on at four in the morning, and that mm. sucks that much more because it's West Coast four in the morning. I'm doing like a 3 a.m. and in the East Coast, but for me that's midnight. So. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the high school stuff and I'm trying to, you know, piece together fall college gigs and yeah, I love it so much. It's, I just, I, I don't know if I can do clubs. I just feel like I, I like being around people 20 years younger than me. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what is it? I mean, what, what's the big appeal? Like, what, why do you prefer that over I, the club? I'm not like, or what? no, I mean, it's, I don't mind if, if people, uh, no, I just, I, I enjoyed the, there's a certain like playfulness or like willing to like some exuberance that kind of comes in to like an interaction that maybe you wouldn't go to a, co- a comedy show and see people uh, go up on stage like you would see like a magician do uh, and act. Okay. So with me, it's like I need a lot of crowd participation. I think people in high school and college are more used to fun so stuff more like that. More yeah, impromptu, more fun impromptu and their participation. And um, I can try some of that. I do have to do like a regular comedy set for like half an hour at some restaurant in Laguna Beach uh, next month, this in a few weeks. But I mean, I can kind of, piece together enough for that but i don't know i i just feel like i thought being almost 40 like i could do 40 year old birthday parties and at my last one uh it did not go well so i I mean that was more that was part me and part the crowd but whatever (laughs) it was it was it was a very like my my show's not a straight line and they wanted a straight line so that's my bad um yeah. So how long have you been doing comedy now? You've been doing stand up for what? Like 20, 20 years? I've started my class in 2002. So I've been 16 years. Okay. Yeah. I try to throw in new stuff when I can. So So do you still write your stuff like on a oh, pad? Oh, yeah, all the time. And it's been good like adding on the podcast to this stuff. And um, yeah, I, you know, trying to be creative in other ways. And um, yeah, I just 
Yeah, I just write it all and find something. I, I don't know. A lot of kids are playing this game called Fortnite. I think that might be my next song. I'm not really sure. Yeah, my uh, sister plays that. Okay, okay, so it's coming. So I have to write yeah, it. Yeah, she's a grown woman playing Fortnite. Okay. I was in there the other day. I'm like, who the hell is she talking to? Are you okay. talking to me? Okay. No, I'm talking so she's, to the game. Oh. She's on the headset, like, yelling at other players. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, like 14-year-olds, yeah. Oh, that's the best. Okay, I got I to gotta get in on this. I'm not going to get it on. I'm just going to sing about it. Like Stephen Lynch had his Dungeons and Dragons song. This is, here we go. Here we go. Okay. I'm in. Cool. So give, give your uh, links where, where people can like look at your uh, Congress run and uh, you know, June 12th is the day to get out and vote in district four. Um, but where can people check you out on social media and all that stuff? Yeah. Well, to check us out on social media, on my Twitter page, it's J Miller Congress. Uh, just like it sounds, letter J Miller, Congress. Okay. okay. Uh, on Facebook, uh, just put in uh, Facebook uh, Jeff Miller yeah. for U.S. Congressman 2018. Okay. Um, and you can just do also a search; you'll find us. Okay. Uh, but the website is Miller4Nevada.com. Okay. You can um, read about our platform there. Yeah. Read about our stance on Yucca Mountain. Um, What's going on with Yucca Mountain right now? Well, actually, nothing right now. It's actually um, unprotected, man. Oh. Um, You know, the federal government has been trying to jam this down uh, Nevada's throat for a very long time to open this back up so we can use it for nuclear storage uh, for other states. (laughs) And uh, so I've been out there. I looked at it, um, got a tour of the place, talked to the locals. And if we use safe science, I've talked to a lot of people in the nuclear field, we could actually start uh, bringing the stuff that's coming in uh, from other states, uh, the storage and handling fees, issuing checks to our residents. And I know that scares people because they're like, oh, not in my backyard, but <laughs> the stuff is coming down the road anyway right now. Right. If I told you what was on Highway 95 right now, heading up between Vegas and Reno, Ooh. if there was something happened. Yeah, it'd scare you to death. You wouldn't even step outside anymore. Oh man! And not just that; these rods are ninety percent recyclable. Okay. So we sit here and we we take these rods. We use the French model because they're doing it. They're actually recycling these things. Yeah. And we can actually put that back into uh, circulation. And my plan also is to give it control over to the Navy, like we did uh, the test site, because they're used to dealing with nuclear technology on submarines. Okay. They can secure it. They can make it safe. We put this stuff out in the middle of nowhere, port of entry. We can do it in a safe way that actually puts people to work. It's actually going to beat having that old dilapidated fence down right now. Okay. Um, so that's a big issue. Um, also, uh, the immigration uh, that's a big one here, okay. where I, I believe in a merit-based system. Right. Um, and then also the Real ID Act. That's actually on my oh, side. Oh yeah, I gotta get that soon. Yeah, what a pain in the neck that, that is. <laughs> but you just go to the yeah. DMV and then you get it, and then I guess you're. Well, you're you gotta go get your birth certificate. You gotta uh, prove you're an American. Ah. It's a lot of regulation that comes in from the Patriot Act. Okay. And a lot of it is overkill. I don't believe that we as Americans. I don't think the burden of proof should fall upon us because they already know who we are. Yeah. We already have a social security number. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on tonight, buddy. Yeah. It was fascinating. Thanks for coming on on like five minutes notice. <laughs> That's like hey, no problem, sometimes man. what I'm I do when I, do I have some downtime that shows you, you always ask the busy people for help and then the busy people make time. So 
That well, I remember those who have been with me from the beginning, and you were there. Ah. So you've always you've got my number. I'm always got you. Okay. Oh, hey, you got it. All right. Thanks for coming on socially awkward with Evan Wexell. All right. Want to thank Jeff Miller for coming on the podcast. So June twelfth is when to vote in Nevada for this man. If you live in the area, North Vegas, etc. Um, you can definitely uh, hit that up. Grassroots man, grassroots politician. Um, and uh, you can tell he's a good guy. He's like, oh, man, look at all this stuff you have to deal with in politics. But I guess I'll still do it. Um, if you like this podcast, please come on back. Subscribe. Uh, awkwardwithevan.com. Um, Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and awkwardwithevan.com, and of course, patreon.com slash funny Evan. And uh, with that being said, I will promise to do one in less than six weeks because six weeks was too long of a wait. It was like five weeks, and uh, we can't have that. We need more awkward interviews with my Facebook friends. So thanks for checking this out, and stay awkward, or I will. It's, It's my thing. I'll be awkward. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.